Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. To marry beneath you is today's idiom and that's when someone chooses to marry a person who's from a different social class. So here in the UK, as you know, we are very diverse. Uh, there's all kinds of colors, shapes, sizes from all different backgrounds, some of which have economic wealth and some of which don't. And if you marry someone who isn't really from your own uh, social status, people will often say that you're marrying beneath you. Now, this isn't a new idiom, because these days people don't really care about who you marry. They're so wrapped up in their own lives. But in the days of community, who you married was, well, kind of a big thing, you know. And in some minorities here, it would be the same. For example, if you try to marry an Asian person, or if an Arab tries to marry, let's say, a British woman, there's all kinds of cultural taboos and differences may come up. And I'm sure that if you're under the age of uh, 30, you may even have heard stories about young people who've fallen in love and had to run away to be married. These are good examples of marrying beneath few. Not only because of economic wealth, but because of cultural ties. So, today we're going to talk about King Edward VIII. He was one of our kings. He was the king's, uh, let's see, he was the queen's uh, uncle. So, our current king's great uncle. Okay, so let me just explain that a little bit more. King Edward VIII was the brother of the queen's father, okay? So it was the queen's uncle. That's our current king's great uncle, okay? And he was king for almost a year, and he had an American girlfriend called Wallace Simpson. And, of course, there was no way he was going to get to marry her because he was told, you're marrying beneath you. It's interesting that this idiom uh, doesn't use the reflexive to marry beneath yourself. Isn't that a bit strange? You'd think it would be, but no, the idiom is to marry beneath you. Okay. And uh, he wanted to marry this woman called Wallace Simpson. She was an American citizen. She'd been married twice already. So that meant, of course, that she was used property, and the royals didn't like that. And secondly, of course, uh, she was um, a commoner, and in those days, that wasn't allowed either. Of course, these days, it's very different. If you look at Harry and Meghan Markle, or if you think of Princess... Uh, is it Princess Camilla or course oh, Queen Camilla, isn't it? Queen Camilla and uh, King Charles. It seems now that to be divorced is the 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 kind of 
normal way. I think Camilla was divorced once. Uh, Charles was divorced as well. So um, it's all changed now. But in the 1930s, when King Edward VIII was king, to have a girlfriend who was American and twice divorced was really not possible. So he had to resign. So on December 10th, 1936, he gave a big speech. He said, a few hours I discharged my last duty as king and emperor. And now that I have been succeeded by my brother, that's the queen's father, uh, my first words must be to declare my allegiance to him. And this I do with all my heart. And then he goes on to say, you must believe me when I tell you that I have found it impossible to carry the heavy burden of responsibility and to discharge my duties as king, as I would wish to do without the help and support of the woman I love. Okay, so he's referring there, of course, to <clears throat> his girlfriend, Wallace Simpson, <clears throat> and uh, he basically quit being king in order to marry Wallace. And then they moved to France together and lived there for the rest of their lives in uh, complete secrecy. So no one really bothered with them. They weren't in the UK anymore. And they had quite a nice private life. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he worked at after he left the UK. But I know that she loved jewellery. And she was quite the fashion icon. And uh, I remember her death in the 1990s. Uh, she was quite a well-known figure here. Um, yes, and then the British king, uh, the queen's father, he, uh, he became king. And then, of course, it passed to our queen and then to her son, King Charles. So that's the story of a forbidden love when he tried to marry beneath himself uh, with Wallace Simpson. Yeah, so um, very interesting indeed. So here in the UK, uh, to marry beneath you is considered uh, when you marry um, outside of your social circle or your economic circle. And you kind of sacrifice your class. Now, you might think, mm, it's not really a big issue now. Oh, but it is. Oh, but it is. If you ask anyone here in the UK, many of us have gone through uh, major objections from our families because of the choice of partner we've made. That might be because of the person's wealth, status, skin color, gender, it could be anything, but when anyone goes to get married, there's often comments, especially in a society like this, because in the UK now, uh, to be white and middle class, that's, that's maybe something of our history. But these days, when you go to get married, it could well be the person is not historically British. And I think... Um, when families become aware of that, there's often questions. 
And that's when this idiom comes out. Oh, you're marrying beneath you. Uh, so yes, you're marrying beneath you. That's the idiom of today. And that's a little introduction as well into Wallace Simpson and um, Edward VIII, who abdicated from the throne to be with the woman he loves. And another idiom I want to tell you about today is come what may, because that's the promise I think that they made to each other, that come what may, they will stay together. Come what may means no matter what happens or no matter what comes up, we will fight together and we will stay together, come what may. So, for example, these days we probably use it to say, I'm going to get that executive's job, come what may, or I'm going to leave here, come what may. Uh, come what may, I am absolutely determined that this time next year I will have turned my life, my life around. Come what may. Okay, so that's another suitable idiom of today. There's always been many conspiracy theories about Edward VIII. Um, as far as I know, none of, none of them are actually true. But there's one which often pops up about his associations with Nazi Germany. And in fact, uh, even after he left the UK to live in France with his new wife, he met um, Adolf Hitler and he apparently quipped that uh, she, Wallace Simpson, would have been a a lovely queen. She would have been a good queen. And then he he became governor of the Bahamas and they were there for five years as well. Um, so there's, there's conspiracy theories about cash and money during the war. I don't know exactly what's true and what isn't, but I just wanted to share that with you. And that's it from me. So I hope you've enjoyed this and let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.